electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Pre-market stumbling a bit as some of the earnings not being greeted at well at companies like Morgan Stanley, Ally Financial, Synchrony, ASML. Inflation also running hot in Europe. Our own two-year yield, 428, is the highest since mid-March. Our roadmap is going to begin with Netflix posting those mixed results, saying its broader password sharing crackdown is on track for the current quarter. As for bank earnings, Morgan Stanley is out with its quarterly results. They did surpass what most analysts had been expecting, but the stock right now is down. Fox News agrees to pay more than $787 million to Dominion. That is settling a defamation lawsuit that was brought by the voting systems company. We're going to begin with Netflix this morning. A mixed financial results, sub ads also coming in below estimates. Co-CEO Ted Sarandos was on the call last night talking about the company's quarter. On revenue and profit, we're growing. Not as fast as we believe we can, not as fast as we want to, but we are growing and we're profitable. And we have a clear path to reaccelerate growth in both revenue and profit, and we're executing on it. You'll see a broader rollout of uh, paid sharing in Q2, and we're going to continue to grow that ad business. And we also are, grow, are aiming to continue to grow free cash flow. As we said, this year we're going to generate about $3.5 billion in free cash and unincreased margins. So we had that 10% drop before the recovery last night, Jim. I think it was the JPM desk that said, take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like that. I, look, I like the quarter. I'll tell you why. Uh, the progression, as he said, they'll be accelerating revenue growth. Uh, this whole story that maybe they're not let rolling out password changes fast enough. I mean, they're being very, I think they're being very prudent. It, was it like the old days when the quarter was about, did you watch this movie and how great was Night Agent? No, it wasn't like that. It was very nuts and bolts. But maybe that's what you need at this point in a senior growth company where they talked about how good games are do- going. And they're going great in India. Uh, they're talking about how a movie slate can still very be good and the rate they're saying listen we're going to do many movies and they do very well and david it, there is nothing wrong with talking about how you're now investment grade there's nothing wrong with talking about how uh this does not make the magic go on if they're talking about how they're a, doing quite well we, no but this is no longer your daddy's growth company so to speak this right. is now a generator of free cash flow and that's right. where people are going to or i think many investors will be focused and on that front by the way they came in above where, yes. where uh, many of the analysts who follow the company had anticipated. They actually are decreasing ever so slightly their content spend. So they're staying right around $17 billion. Ever so slightly, but in a way that is going to fall to the bottom line very quickly, even right. with a little bit of revenue. Growth. Right. So then it becomes a question of, all right, what are you willing to pay as a multiple to free cash flow? Right. And I, I think that I had this. I was going to come up with a completely wacky analysis. Everybody's so gloomy this morning. I don't like that. Okay. What these guys need more than anything else in the world is a good theme park. <laughs> good theme park? You they have all these are characters. 
you're going to sell a company on building a new theme park. He's got theme parks. The Carl, he's got theme some parks. land in New Mexico. Yeah. I don't know if you heard. The greatest thing ever. You, look, the fact is, is you can raise. You, Netflix could right now announce the theme park and raise prices for the theme park next quarter. They have all these great characters. No one's thinking about it as a, a great characters company. They ought to do a joint venture Stranger with the company that I land, work for. Right? Yeah. But the joint venture with the company we work for have a whole lot of new characters. It would all be additive in a licensed business. I can broker the deal. I will take absolutely nothing because I work for the company that has come. Yes. Okay, but back to reality now. Oh, um, back to reality. What do you yeah. like? M and M. They'll generate what seven point eight billion of cash flow uh, through out to two thousand twenty-five. So from here to then. Well, again, my question: What is a, the appropriate multiple to pay? And well, do you want to do uh, it on earnings? On earnings is too high. Okay, it's too high. And free cash flow or the free cash flow yield is okay, in your opinion, right now? I thought so. And what about, you know, we still don't know yet fully the ad-supported tier, exactly how many people are taking it. But didn't you think that they were encouraging in their comments in the ad flow? I mean, sounded encouraging. I think people would like even more information if it was possible to give them in terms of. But I don't think they're hiding anything. I think they're just, like, trying to be very consistent. You had Jessica Reef Ehrlich asking the questions. In a positive way, okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the let's say the trajectory of the questions were okay. Listen, how's the balance sheet? Much better. Uh, how are the the rollout of the series going to be good? How about how are the movies are doing? How's the mm-hmm. games doing? Password back again sounds very good. And come uh, come back with an inclusion like second half will be better than first, right? Which is a lot better than I have to, than I can say about many of the companies that I deal with. Second half is better than first. Do you know anybody who's got a crystal ball besides Netflix at this point? About the second half being better than first? Uh, no. No, I think it's very difficult in this environment to have a real idea of what the second half is going to look like. Rests. Prostitution rests. I was, didn't realize I was on the stand. Well, okay. you didn't realize that you settled with me for $798 million before we even started. <laughs> Isn't it true, David? Um, That's nothing. I'll write that check any day. As for um, the Love is Blind, they call it the Flix Flub uh, from the weekend. They did, they did say that the tech is there to do live. Yes, and that was a very important thing because we talked about the Chris Rock, and I think Chris Rock Live, I mean, these are events that you would actually pay a separate price for. It's that they're that good. I mean, I'll give you my shorthand analysis. I would pay more for Netflix. I would pay more for Amazon Prime. I would pay more for Costco. I don't know if I would pay more for a cable bundle. I think the consumer all over is trying to figure out what they pay more for and what's a bargain. And I came away thinking, you know what? Netflix remains a bargain. I don't want to pull Netflix. Isn't it the moment that we're waiting, David, where we're all looking at you saying, I'm still willing to pay for that? Yeah, I think a lot of consumers are trying to figure that out. I think a lot of them are overburdened by streaming services at this point. That said, one good show you want to watch will keep you paying the, paying the price. And, for, how, about, for the next and how about 35 you know, new shows that you want to watch? And, 30, and 15 movies and five live I mean, that's um, why I come back and I say, wow. But it I, is, it, it, yeah, it is funny how we are recreating the cable bundle with all these ad-supported. So who do we want All in? these ad-supported entertainment networks yeah. that, that basically you're this paying a sub- subscription for. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to bundle them all together again, and we're going to be back where we started. channels that I wanted for Summit New Jersey <laughs> that I get. Right. Of which there's no programming. No, I hear And you. I even sponsored a high school program to get some programming. So when I went from 35, 37 to 48... There was something there, and it was mostly about Summit uh, Lacrosse. Do you keep track of where you have cable and where you don't in your 15 different homes? 
Uh, yeah, I've is got your, Is your cable bill, I've like, got, is it coming in a book form uh, every month, or yeah. how does that work? I have a CFO of cable bills. You have a CFO. And she, I pay her about $100 a month. You pay her to, To yeah. keep my bill That's at under $1,500. You can do a lot of different I things. I mean, there could be an entire trading. among houses. You could have traders doing very, oh, we're going to sell. Maybe you yeah. have Paramount in uh, exactly. the country. Let me tell you what I like. Let's in cut Paramount this week, and we'll be back in Netflix next week at that house. I mean, it's all sorts I'm going to chief things. you in a second. I have rabbit ears in Mexico. That's a killer. <laughs> rabbit ears are making a comeback. Rabbit yes. ears are so great. Yes, I don't they, they I work. have no cable bill. I get to watch 3, 6, and 10, which is in Philadelphia. Digital antenna, man. And you know what that costs? We got to move on Nothing. for no reason whatsoever because people actually are interested in this. Free. Flies What's free? The for what the air. Free? Digital antenna. Yeah. Remember when TV used I, to no, be Chat GPT free? On, the, on, on Bing says it's, air's not going to be free. <laughs> okay. Google says air's going to be free for what? Let's get to Morgan Stanley. Under some pressure, as we said, despite beating on oh, earnings. Can we talk about um, IB and FIC a little bit better than expected, but as Mike Mayo pointed out a moment ago, uh, total capital markets is close to the worst of the peer group. All right. Well, was it perfect? No. They did have organic growth of 10%. Not, not many people had that. They had $110 billion in net new money, which I think is the real story that no one's thinking about today. Did they have a higher provision? Absolutely. But they have a $143 billion loan book. And given the rate move, you have to expect a higher provision. It sells at 13 times earnings. And so, therefore, people say, you know what, if it's not any better than Goldman, why should we give it that high a multiple? And the answer is you got a 3.5% yield. They bought back stock, but they bought back stock too high. I come back and give you a radical analysis, David. Okay. That the stock's back to where it was a week ago. So there you go. That's radical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's radically, it's radically normal and rational versus the notion that Morgan Stanley has finally blown it. James Corbett did fine. What do you want? Right. The stock will be at 88 next week. And we'll forget quarter. about it when I mean, we start right, talking about it. To, to Carl's point, Mayo says their capital markets revenue was down 15% year over year. Second worst behind Goldman Sachs. Oh, well, that's great. They're capital and markets below companies, and there larger, are no capital markets. That's true. In fact, on that note, Gorman himself saying, you know, it's uh, right now underwriting and M&A remain very subdued. As I've said previously, these are revenues delayed, not dead. And he did say we're already seeing a growing M&A pipeline and some spring-like signs of new issuance emerging. Oh, that's a good time to sell it. That's a good time to sell it earlier this week. We should sell it right before. As I said, but But he's saying back half. Goldman was down 13 yesterday. I said, what a great time to sell it on the cusp of when M&A is about to come back. Okay, and it didn't. The stock was immediately up seven from there. Now, am I a seer? No. All I'm saying is that everybody wants to make it. So this is a dramatic moment for this group, and it's not. It's not. They did fine. Some of them had net inflows. I mean, Silicon Valley Bank changed where people put money in. Morgan Stanley got inflows. Well, the real story is uh, Western Alliance today, where deposits actually stabilized quite well right. in the month of March. So they right. got 18% pre-market. I know. I mean, now, literally five weeks ago, we thought Western Alliance was a group of countries that we put together against the Eastern Bloc. Suddenly, Western Alliance became the most important bank of the world. It was going to collapse. And then next thing I know, Western Alliance is the great. It's time to buy Western Alliance. Which some people thought was a cable company. Uh, yeah, they may have. There was one called Western something. Can I just say again, I want to go back to, we did have this incredible scare. It's not done because First Republic is still out there. But Schwab marked, to me, the stake put in the ground, which just said, things are back to normal. First Republic and all its interest-only loans to for mansions in the Hamptons. That hasn't gone so well. No, because they also loan for mansions in uh, Mendocino. Right. Yeah, Napa. 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 Yeah. 
I, well, someone told probably. me in a very high level, and I'm not going to even kid you, but it was a major high-level official that, Jim, this is about, don't forget, the vineyards. It's true. They had a lot of, uh, a lot of vineyard but, but clients. Just yes. in terms of the, but to the, the, the yes. 340 million Americans, that is not a favored special pleading group. No, not We must save the, the vineyards. Well, it is important. I, I have five acres of wine. I'm sure you do. And I want do, you even, do you know where they are? I don't know, but I'm going to get a check from somebody. Um, on that point, though, do about I know the, where they are? Yes, it's in my top hector. The banking crisis. Gorman on the call also said he. We're not in a banking crisis. Thank in his you. View. We've had and may still have a crisis among some banks, but uh, I consider the current issues as not remotely comparable to 2008. Meantime, it says uh, Fed's probably not done. We could see one or two. Yes, more see, the two is bad. But then he says uh, no rate cuts this year. Probably cuts in 24. Right. You know, the tenure's still rolling. He's sort of... T- did you listen to Bostic yesterday? I, I did. I did listen to... Uh, Why do you like it when someone really Bostic. rational comes on and talks rationally? Isn't it light? Yes, I enjoyed listening to Rafael Bostic, and I often do. It was on the 11 o'clock show. Yeah, because uh, he's not trying to throw a bomb or um, a, mest- a mester bomb. That's I don't a, care what happens. Minute. We're taking it to 10. I mean, Gorm- that's an extrapolation of what she said. She didn't say that. Uh, Gorman and Diamond are a similar place, though, still. Gets you to high five, 6% type interest rates, which Gorman on the call again, and this just was just a few moments ago, says it's not shocking. Again, many people are calling for a modest recession. It might be, you know, I don't know. Obviously, my gut is whether it's a modest recession or not, we dodge that bullet sort of doesn't matter that much. What really would matter is if inflation is not tamed. It has to go much higher than people are expecting you to go if we go no much deeper to now get a deeper was, recession. He did thought that. And he doesn't see that as a likely money outcome. And said that he thought that unemployment would go to four and inflation would, uh, rates would go to four peak. Uh, inflation would peak at four. That, that, didn't, that didn't happen. Right. He was too bullish. And his crime of being too bullish is a crime that I think is a misdemeanor. I do not well, think Some would say maybe you're being a little too bullish. Mine is not mine. So you don't even get mine's like smoking pot in Central Park. They like say it's, it's not terrific. Well, no, it's legal now. It's terrific. It's legal. No, they praise you. <laughs> the clouds. Of, Two guys of, hit me to sell pot between us. I was going to a restaurant last night for my, my wedding anniversary. Two guys were in a bidding war. Like I was, one guy was willing to sell it to me for X. Another guy was willing to undercut the other guy. I didn't even know I was in an open air pot market because it was a 53rd and Madison 50? going to 53rd and 5th. I didn't know that it was an open-air pot market. Hmm. What happened here? Well, how, how was it? I passed on it and went for the, the bullet cart champagne. Yeah, he well, just I went, for, went, went the, for the He went for the, the pot. It was a lot cheaper. A lot of people go for uh, go for the cannabis these Can days. I, okay, so let me just solve. Netflix, fine. Morgan Stanley, fine. Western Alliance, unbelievable. The Western Alliance always in the end triumphs. Yeah, I got an upgrade, too. Over at the Webbush today, goes yeah. to outperform. W- there we go. Yeah. Still to come, Fox and Dominion reaching that $787 million settlement, avoiding a trial. We'll discuss that next as uh, we get to the futures here. Pretty busy session today. Uh, Goolsby and Williams tonight. A 20-year bond auction. Beige book at two. Don't go anywhere. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Fox and Dominion voting systems reaching that $787.5 million settlement Tuesday, narrowly heading off a trial shortly after the jury was sworn in. Uh, Dominion CEO John Polos telling reporters, quote, Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees and the customers that we serve. He added uh, lies have consequences. Jim, it's three times the largest uh, media libel case damage in history. And Smartmatic uh, and other suits maybe in the future. Look, I, I mean, I think a lot of people just felt the size of it just meant that they were obviously guilty. Uh, now, I heard, look, you know, David, you get these theses all over the place. I've heard theses as crazy as now they can say to Trump, look, we paid the money. We did, we did our best. Let's move on. You know that we're, we're um, your ally. Okay. Don't leave me hanging out. I, I don't know what to say to that. I don't, no, I'm I saying, mean, I'm, do you hear that thesis? Have you heard that? No, I haven't, I haven't heard much of anything. You I mean, when, saw my listen, when people talk to me about Fox, this was, this was not insignificant given the amount right. of money at stake here, although they do have a sig- fairly significant cash position. But when you talk about Fox, it's still more about, I mean, they tried to put it together with, uh, with News Corp. Right. And then they decided not to. Um, it's just more about the future of the company. Uh, obviously, it's a sports and news company and what that's going to look like. Fox News is the center of the company, without a doubt. It is by far the cash flow engine of this company. But this does not seem to have um, in any way uh, hurt them. Exactly. In that, terms of their communication with their audience and the way they make their money. Right, or with their guests or with their talent. Yeah. Do you think the talent was, uh, I think that, Rupert Murdoch was protected above all. He didn't have to get on the stand. He didn't have to get on the stand. It would have well, been interesting to watch Murdoch get on the stand uh, and you know any number of other stand. notables, but uh, didn't happen. Uh, there he is, 92-year-old uh, Rupert he, Murdoch. He didn't have to get on the stand. Nope. The institution was protected. Uh, at, a, at a significant cost, but again, you can see oh. there's Fox shares. They really... Just, it, you know, it was preserved. It's been an issue, but it hasn't been the thing that has moved the stock frankly, yeah. that's I substantially one way or the other. Yeah, but people come to us, I mean, yeah, my view of Murdoch, talent, whatever, people say, I guess it's really damaged by it, and the answer is no. I mean, do I want to own the stock? No. But I don't like to say, the segment, the segment's tough to own anyway. It's a tough, tough segment to own, yes. I mean, look, I mean, we said, we just talked Although, about again, they distinguish $110 billion and we're slamming them. They distinguish themselves as being different, obviously. Listen, nobody did a better deal in many ways than Mr. Murdoch selling much of the company to Disney yes, at a very did. high price uh, and then selling Sky to our parent company. Now, you just said a very high price. Now, you know that the Disney people might dispute Oh, well, listen, I've gone back and forth with Bob Iger about it. We've done it on air. They have their opinion. Others have theirs. It's... By the way, they paid a high price for Pixar. They do it again a hundred times over. Paying a high price doesn't mean it was a bad deal. But how about, I think you do it, where the layoffs are going to be concentrated or where Ike Perlmutter was suggesting the layoffs were concentrated. Now, Ike Perlmutter 
a contentious figure, but was now we're talking who, about Disney, yeah. Who recognized that he felt that Marvel too much paid too much, but they also felt that the entertainment division had gotten fat and happy versus what the lean yeah, movies. Disney is moving forward with executing on the cuts that had been meant had well, already to me, been that reported means that on. Iger can make the cuts. He can be the bad guy, have the bad cop, and then the good cop comes in with a clean slate. If they stick to the two years, yeah, right. they should already be identifying the next CEO of that company fairly soon. I like that. We're going to get to more on Disney and these reports that uh, thousands of job cuts could be coming in as soon as the next week. Also, the Reedy Creek Board meets today in Florida. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell with futures a little bit weak here. Don't go anywhere. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back. Time for a mad dash, and then we'll get to an opening bell a few minutes from now. Let's talk a little Abbott. Yeah, there have been a lot of quarters that have been in dispute so far since earnings season began. Other than J.P. Morgan, no real clear winner, so to speak. Abbott's a clear winner. This makes sense to me. Why? Because medical device sales increased 12%. People were not looking for that. Uh, they're looking for 8.5. Established pharmaceuticals up 11.1. Street consensus was 7.1. Diagnostics equal to the street. Nutrition actually better. David, they've got some franchises that are doing amazing. Uh, a diabetes franchise that's very strong. They're telling a very good story. They are now past COVID, which had really kind of, let's say, uh, muddled the figures. Mm-hmm. Clear beat. Well done. Robert Ford really establishing himself now after an amazing tenure from Miles White. You buy Abbott Labs in this You like it here. Yeah, it's a Any read through to anything else, or this is purely an Abbott story specific it, to an, this company? And a great question. And I think what it is is that they have the scale. They have, they have thing, a thing called Libre, which is a way to be able to measure uh, glucose. And it's a really fabulous, inexpensive device that could be a $10 billion franchise without a problem. And the street has not been recognizing it. The street's been talking about COVID testing. So we have to go past COVID. By the way, the presentation was extraordinarily clean and good. It made you feel very confident that down 10%, you won't buy this one. All right. That's one of the names we'll keep an eye on, of course, when we get an opening bell about four and a half minutes from now. Stay with us. It's likely we'll see at least one more and, and probably possibly two more rate increases. That gets you to sort of high 5 6% type interest rates, which is not shocking. Um, and if we get through that, you know, again, many people are, are calling for a modest recession. It might be. I, you know, I, I don't know, uh, obviously, but my gut is whether it's a modest recession or we dodge that bullet sort of doesn't matter that much. What really would matter is if inflation's not tamed Fed has to go much higher than people are expecting. You go into a much deeper recession. That's certainly not the likely outcome at this point. 
Chairman of Morgan Stanley on the call talking about the trajectory from here of the rate hikes. I guess no surprise, two years almost back to 4-3. Yeah, look, I, everybody's pretty convinced there's going to be, it's just a question of whether it's going to be one or two. Uh, I do point out that the Bank of America people question why there need to be any, given the fact that there might have been some weakness in April. I'm not hearing anybody saying that so far April's strong. Uh, I just feel like a lot of people are saying, let's see what the big, say, like the big consulting companies are saying. Uh, let's see what the big tech companies are saying in terms of layoffs. I don't hear, and Dave, maybe you can contradict me, I don't hear a lot of tech companies doing a lot of hiring. No, I'm not going to contradict you on that. Let's get the opening bell on the CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It is advisor shares celebrating its focus equity ETF at the NASDAQ. It's Eat the Change, a nutrient-dense snack and beverage company. Jim, um, speaking of sort of uh, macro conditions, these reports of uh, layoffs at Disney next week. Yes. Uh, Vox saying maybe Meta's got a new round coming in the days to come. Open door. Cutting another 22 after cutting 18% last fall. Well, I, like, let's take the first two. I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of kind of uh, saying, listen, these were the ones that they announced, but now we're giving you the granularity of where they are. Disney in the very expensive entertainment business. Uh, Meta initially first was, say, I would say, the most expensive people, uh, technologists, administrative. I, I want to go back on Amazon. Uh, I think that Amazon is waiting to try to figure out who to lay off next, but it will be the expensive people not the warehouse people. I, I, I keep, a lot of the tech companies I, I deal with are saying, look, we overhired, but we're not going to just lay off people. We're going to find out who's expensive, who in the, I'm going to use a term that is not popular, but who's dead wood? Who's dead wood? Who doesn't produce revenue? And, right. we're, going to, and we're going to get rid of those. And yeah. get rid of is the, uh, op- wow. See, you know, Disney, I mean, Disney don't down get, to- don't get- don't I'm get sorry. I'm off sorry. on that. Stick to, to, stick yeah, to what I'm you're sorry. talking I'm about. Sorry. We flash Disney. It's so an interesting that. point you're making. Well, we flash Disney because they're, of course, following through on the last we already knew about. So no, we're that's not TV. Do, I get right. that. We TV. don't want to do the news twice. My, but my, my, on this larger issue of layoffs, I mean, you also got to overlay the fact that a lot of people in tech in particular are still working from home. That's a really and good that, point. that adds a layer of complexity to it and or at least makes it easier in some way. Because you, <laughs> you can say, come back to the office or you lose your job. Is it, I'm trying to figure out which are reductions in force, which means that it has nothing to do with your work, versus which are uh, decisions made about your performance. I feel like the next round at, at, at uh, Meta is performance related. The first one is for Riff. And can they judge that performance accurately? Not because I think they judge it by whether did you come back. Are you making it so that we can, whether we can. He made it clear in that memo that he wants people back. Right. Well, I mean, we're no longer, Carl, one of the things that's happened, uh, I, maybe people don't realize it uh, around the country, but there, I, I can get you, I, I can get you 5,000 engineers today if you want. They're everywhere. And 5,000 graduates from the great schools, they're everywhere because there's not a lot of hiring going on because people are believing maybe we overstaffed. So you now can pick and choose, which means that Zuckerberg can say, I'm going to let go of this guy who's making two million and I'm gonna get a guy who's making 200,000. You can change like that if you want to. And you can also put them in different divisions. They need more people in Reels and they need more people in Instagram and they have overhired for the metaverse. And so they're making it a judgment. Now, they're not a steel mill where they're getting out of cold rolled and going into hot rolled. Well, meantime, yesterday, uh, J.P. Morgan said 
I mean, the whole it, the whole framework right now is that earnings are coming in better than feared. Yes. And they think that's going to be especially true in advertising. That's why they went to 270 meta yesterday. Well, look, I just think their advertising business is going to be terrific because Instagram is giving you this amazing return. People I know in businesses are saying, you know what? There's been a nice pickup in Instagram. Uh, we're getting much more targeted. It's it's better than the clutter, uh, and it's a preferable place. Uh, I see a lot of Reels advertising. I mean, Reels was kind of like Bing for a while there. Yeah, it was. Gets more respect now. But I mean, this thing has come so far. It's from the bottom. It's up almost 80%. Yeah, but maybe it shouldn't have been where it was. Well, that, when it was down at the bottom, it was like Zuckerberg is in you know, Hawaii working on you know, goggles. That's over. Yeah. I, are they going to change the name back to... Back to Facebook? I said that. That was oh, you facetious. Did? Oh, okay. You bought into it. How about I said facetious. Maybe they make it AI co. We're so sick of AI. <laughs> By the way, he's talking a lot more about AI yeah, than well, he ever talked about the know, metaverse David, now. it's now 9.35. You used to say you're not going to mention Apple yet. I've not mentioned NVIDIA yet. I, I, I'm no, glad you, you haven't did. mentioned NVIDIA, which does still have a larger market cap than Meta. I well, that's because out. you see you need NVIDIA in order to have AI. Yes, you do. Now, there's a lot of dispute about the cost, but how much it cost to buy an H100, which, by the way, you need when I try to pin Will people down. you explain? Down. Just stop for a second. Tell people what an H100 is. It's a souped-up card. A card. Souped-up semiconductor. Well, see, they, well, they use, it, it they has use a lot of semiconductors. They use GPU. What's the most souped-up card in the world? But you need boatloads in order to be able to get it. So uh, if you wanted, if Musk wants to challenge, let's say, Microsoft. Now, Microsoft right. yesterday said, listen, we're going to develop our own chip. I mean, yeah, you can say anything you want. The fact is, is that it's you can't well, get H100s. You have to make special deals to get H100, and don't pay forty-two thousand on eBay for an H100, which people are doing right now. Right. Um, that said, listen. I mean, Microsoft, uh, Tesla does develop its own chips. Apple does develop its own chips. By the way, we know who makes those Apple chips and those Tesla chips to some extent. It's TSMC. And then ASML reported last night that maybe they're worried about demand, and ASML is T- TSMC. And I wanna, we're going to talk more about this because it figures prominently in geopolitical concerns too. I think but we just TSML gotta, is a we, gotta, is we keep need them. to fully understand the the, the importance okay, let's that, do that. that Taiwan Semi has. By the way, in the news again because of that Arizona plant where they may be spending as much as forty billion, but some disagreements or perhaps. Um, trying to navigate the CHIPS Act so that they will get all the subsidies they're looking for for that Arizona plant, given how much more expensive it is to build a fab here in this country than in Taiwan, is going to be interesting. Not to mention they're not going to make the highest-end chips in Arizona, at least that was what we heard initially. Now, Secretary of Commerce uh, Raimondo disagreed with that. I point blank said to her last, last week, are they going to make the too large form factor and not the small? And she said, no, that's not. The They're case. going to make the highest. Which is different because what you're always worried about is that we're making so-called dumb chips right. that go into this, okay, and not the smart chips that go into artificial intelligence. She says that's not true. I pushed back and said, look, it costs a fortune. Everyone knows the reason why they went to Taiwan. Taiwan raised a generation of engineers, and we raised a generation of people who write copy. And well, do what? I don't know. Well, the, the, uh, the journal piece today looks at pushing back against some of these conditions for the subsidies. Yes. They don't want to share their profit if they exceed expectations. And, and again, General Raimondo would say that that's actually not true. What they're saying is you've got to put money toward things that most Americans need child care. Uh, it's very funny because I was like, she was saying, why is why is the right saying that child cares that we can't provide child care? I mean, 
is that something we we should cut that out in order to demonstrate that we're hard? You know, that we're I guess tough? The, the, other, the response would be, what do you want? You want to reshore production, or do you want to improve corporate uh, employee benefits? I thought it was funny that Jenner Mund is the only person who actually has Republicans on speed dial. It's true. She's. I think she. I do hear positive things from the business community from the business and people who are not necessarily left leaning. At least about Jenny Romano. I think Frustration on other fronts, but they do point to her right. uh, positively. But it's very uh, But that said, to this point, I mean, we'll watch the construction of this thing in Arizona. It's not unimportant. And the information sharing as well with the U.S. government. Yes. I mean, TSMC has the plans that, all, that NVIDIA has. They make the chips for them. That's pretty secretive stuff. Well, you want to make sure nobody else sees that. Well, I just want to know, I mean, as much as I respect and love NVIDIA, if you're a uh, the Chinese agent who's, a, you, let's say Mal says, I'm sorry, President Xi says that you have to go get the H100s. Do you not set up a dummy company in South Korea called I Love America Corp? You know how know. those Chinese companies have those funny names? I love, it's, Brilliant America Corp. It's, it's, they, are, they try to get around these things. The Russians are trying to get around it too right now and succeeding to some extent in terms of getting a hold of chips for their weapons. Yeah. Do you remember um, the pickling in oil, uh, in rubber that they did in the 1950s? The I, I don't actually remember that, no, Jim. Yeah, well, you know, no. go read some Eric Ambler novels. Eric Ambler still holds up. Great uh, You mentioned Musk a moment ago. More news about oh, no. Tesla today, uh, cutting prices for a sixth time. Uh, Guggenheim today reiterates a sell. Uh, some discussion about why they're not presenting in Shanghai. And then this Jonas note last night out of Morgan Stanley looking at a new EV from BYD, BYD. that costs 11 grand and says no wonder Tesla's cutting price. I, that BYD, I was discussing the other day whether what's existential or not. Is existential for Google the fact that Bing is back? Well, existential well no, Bing for, is not back. Bing never was. Oh, never, okay. Yeah, now it and, is. And existential for cars. <laughs> Is that you charge as much as a big screen TV? That's incredible. Oh, check that big screen TV is a BYD is is I think overtaking Tesla's market share in China. Now that said, the, the market EV market in China is expanding enormously, so it doesn't mean that Tesla won't continue to have growing sales there. Right. But the concern is that its share will continue to uh, be compressed. Well, what do you do if you're Ford? I guess you could say, listen, we're making trucks. So far, so I saw some analysts saying. The Tesla truck is on track. I, I don't know anyone. I don't even think Musk thinks it's on track. I think he's decided it's just not really the area that they're going to excel in. Whereas Ford F-150. They could use a new model to be out there for something. The Ford F-150 is loved. The, the, the Lightning is loved. The Meanwhile, uh, Musk has been on this uh, media offensive talking to the BBC and Tucker Carlson and an industry conference in a Q&A with uh, the, the chairman of uh, Global Advertising and Partnerships for our parent, uh, NBC Universal. in this case about social media and how that ties in with AI. Take a listen. Today, uh, with advanced AI, the, the, they, can, they can pass every kind of test for a human. Um, so you can actually create, on one computer, 100,000 accounts. So then that all sound human and pass every human test. So how do you know which one, one's real? Um, so effectively, by charging a small amount of money and requiring a credit card and a phone number, we increase the cost of a fake account by literally 1,000, if not 10,000. And so, and, and my prediction is that 
any social media company that does not require a small amount of money and does not do verification will cease to be relevant. Hence uh, Twitter Blue, I guess, Jim. Yeah, look, I, I subscribed immediately. I, went, I think that, they, I think that I, it, it must be trust on how to figure this stuff out. I mean, right now we know Twitter is a vast wasteland slash cesspool, but it's less of a cesspool. Since I look, I think that there's going to be some accountability. Get rid- I, I vote, eventually, I think that Blue is but, going to be able to give you some say. Right. Right now, Twitter not making money yet. Listen, but his his larger point is again about the power of AI and the fact that you could have these AI tools that re- create hundreds of thousands of accounts immediately unless you're able to verify in right. a more significant that's, that's way that right. requires them to actually give you something. Right. Well, what's good as is in it, your is credit it, card number or something or money. But the new Twitter immediately alerts you to whether there's people who are uh, lying about you. They, they alert you immediately. Now, unfortunately, I've had to turn the alert system off because I've been alerted four times during the show that people are lying. Fortunately, at least I got a heads up. And I think he's going to end up making... Uh, right now, Twitter is not really a great place to do anything other than find things out that you wouldn't know otherwise. Uh, but... Otherwise, man, I, I certainly wouldn't want to advertise against it. Not when Instagram is the friendly, happy place. Uh, Jim, I want to get you on some airlines today. Um, UAL, uh, with that net loss, they do see a profit in Q2. International growing twice domestic. Kirby said there was a sharp drop-off in bookings after SIVB. Yeah, I, I found that. I mean, I wonder if it doesn't come right back. I, I, I just find that, that the stock, of course, I don't want People have been taking too many cues from the stock, but United Airlines... Like, I think is in great shape. They're, David, when you get into a full flight United Airlines, it looks like they're making more money off the full flight than everybody else is making off the full flight. I would hope they'd be making money. They're charging enough, and every seat is, is taken. Just, but is, is that just like your personal view? And then, and then I don't know, you sit on the ground a long time, a lot of times. Have you been delayed lately? Any bad delays? Um, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm Not taking too a, bad, right? a lot of traveling coming up in the next few uh, well, they should be making money. That's all I can say. No, but I, I like this comments. But I do think that we've gotten in. This is what I've been trying to push back on, and I'll do it again tonight on Man Money. We are now in a moment where we're saying, you know what? Last Saturday was good, but it turned out that Monday was bad. We can't do that. It hurts people at home. We've got to get out of this idea that the second week of March was good, but the fourth week was bad, because we have to take a long-term view. And the long-term view is, is that people are still traveling. We'll hear that from American Express soon. And uh, bookings, BKNG has been a remarkable stock. People are traveling. Is the business traveler back? That's harder to find. I think most people feel that the business traveler is coming back. But the first call of a business is on Zoom. And I think that we're all confused because Zoom doesn't go up. So we're trying to be like, what? Or Z. You know, there's so many companies that do yeah. that. So it's a dime it doesn't. They push you to Teams the moment. I got a new Microsoft PC and it opens up the Teams. Well, there's the um, added complication that if you are traveling to, say, a city like New York, why would you come on Sunday night when no one's in the office on Monday so you get some truncated visits? Yeah, it's just better to do the first. First meeting is like, well, I don't know. I see you at the office? Yeah. No. It's business travel, I, again, the question as to whether we'll ever come back to 2019 <laughs> levels, it's hard to imagine. Okay, here, here's a stat that I thought was interesting from the Brookfield default in Washington. Yeah. 50% of those buildings... The office buildings, unoccupied. Because of the work from right. home. Right. But that's the work from home city, that's, Washington. Now, how is that? What's well, because going on of the Washington? government. 
What do you mean? When Gensler's not in front of the fireplace, I will tell you what the occupancy, occupancy looks like. Are you telling me okay? that the government people don't work as hard as, as private? No, I am just saying when Gensler's not in front of that darn fireplace, we will know. Sustained? Yeah, yes. That's it. Well, I just think That's your tell. Well, it is interesting that we have to start thinking that the occupancy rate in San Francisco is higher than the occupancy rate in Washington. Yeah, it but it's not high. It's still 55. I mean, in New York, it's a little higher, but it's still... But what do you think it is if you go to Cleveland? It's like at 104%. You go to Atlanta, it's 109%. That's not true. That's not right, true. But no, I'm saying That's that these true. some cities... Some cities are better than others, but they're Some still, cities, the commercial real estate defaults are almost nil. It's okay. not about defaults. It's about occupancy right now and defaults that may well, come I'm, at some point as okay, landlords well, are unable well, to meet let's their rent payments. Let's meet their uh, interest payments. Well, okay, let's just be non... Uh, let's be straight. New York is getting better week by week in terms of occupancy. Yeah, okay. Washington isn't. San Francisco isn't. That's because the federal government has not mandated people coming back to the office. They, you know how many people they employ in Washington, D.C.? Well, the lobbyists, too. I know. I'm just saying if you want that one of the reasons why commercial real estate is not collapsing like we thought is that it's, for, it's more regional than we thought. It's a lot of areas, people are coming back to work. It takes a long time to work its way through the city. And that was, that was my Musk's point on Fox. He did talk about what he called a dire situation in CRE. You want to take a listen? We really haven't seen the commercial real estate shoe drop. That's more like an anvil, not a shoe. Um, so the, the stuff we've seen thus far actually hasn't even, it, 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 it's, it's only slightly, uh, um, real estate portfolio degradation, uh, but that will become a very serious thing later this year, in my in my view. If banks end up having loan losses in both their commercial and, well, they're definitely going to have loan losses in their commercial portfolio, but also in their mortgage portfolio, this is um, a dire situation. Um, the. There, there, is, there is a solution to mitigate the magnitude of the damage here, which is for the Fed to lower the rate. He's not my go-to on this. Sorry. He's like just Jimmy, not my go-to. Like He's my go-to on, on AIs, my go-to on EVs, on so many thoughts. Space, not on commercial real estate. Do you like Jamie Dimon on it? Do you like Brian Winnie? Yeah. On it? That's, well, I represented their that's views. That's more my go-to. I represented their views. And or the, many of the, of the people that we've had on. I'm Scott Reckler, Willie Walker. I'll go to a lot of them before I'll go to Musk on this. Sorry. Well, no I offense. I just think that Jamie Dimon talks about you need the class of building. Unfortunately, that's by eye of the beholder. Everybody says they have class A. But density. He says, listen, where you have a lot of density class A, you're not having a problem. If you, if you lent badly, listen, you heard you're going Moynihan, to be hurt You badly. heard Moynihan yesterday talking about their portfolio at Bank of America and what were... What did you think of it? I thought it was realistic. I mean, again, I, you know, office space, office buildings, it's an $80 billion this year. It's, uh, you know, it, it is a big number over, over the next five years in terms of refinancing that need to take place. There will be more equity. You're going to have a harder time converting some of these office to residential, given the floor plates, but I, I don't think it, it's risen to that level yet of, of the kind of concern that you heard that, that Musk has. By the way, the guys on the banks, though, you know, no real signs of life. Goldman's down again after yesterday. Not much. Bank America's down over 2%, Jim, it seems extreme. following it's yesterday's quarter. Uh, quarter. Uh, and there you see it. And the Morgan Stanley is down about a percent and a half. Oh, okay, well, look, I, let, let push back on Musk. Let's just look at these empirically. You want to look at Boston Properties, BXP, which told about a very good talk last month. 
they have they have a lot of class A in San Francisco and New York, and they're they're saying things are not bad. SO Green says they can make some sales and not have a problem. And Bernardo says that business is okay because if you have good retail in it. So those are the ones to watch. Let them be the tell. Now, Barry Sternlich would tell you things are quite bad. And that's why he's got a great cash position. He's all set for Starwood yeah. properties. But I think you have these, you do have publicly traded equities that are a better way to, to view things than the banks themselves. And BXP is the one I'm watching. Uh, oh, a bunch of Dow names are down. Actually, we'd be d- even lower if it weren't for Travelers, which we didn't mention, uh, with a nice beat. Uh, got an 8% div hike added to the buyback. As we go to break, take a look at bonds as well. We mentioned the beige book coming up at 2. And then Goolsby Williams tonight right in front of that Fed blackout window beginning ahead of the meeting coming up. Back in a moment. Leading the S&P this morning, Intuitive Surgical, Jim. Uh, procedures up 26. They came on the show. They predicted this. No one believed them, and bingo. Um, B of A today goes to 315. A lot of this involves robotics and benign general Fantastic. surgery. A nice gain this morning. But the Dow is down 132. We're back in a couple. Jim, what's up, Matt, tonight? The one here, Prologis, tonight. Now, Prologis, people don't know. It's a warehouse company, basically. But they are where you're going to, if you're going to do e-commerce, you need them. Is e-commerce really slowing? According to them, no. Let's watch tonight. Okay, because that may be the ultimate determinant. Because a lot of people are worried about e-commerce. I'm not. I'm just worried about too many employees at Amazon. They're not that, you know, they've actually heard that. That I've said that. Amazon has? Yeah, and mentioned it to others. And wish that I would go away. <laughs> They're such good guys. That's what we don't realize. They are, are great guys. So I feel sad. Luckily, you're, you're going nowhere. We'll see you at 6 <laughs> uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. When we come back, a check on the regionals. Uh, CEO of Citizens Financials with us. Uh, profit and revenue falling shy, but average deposits uh, did stabilize in March. We're back in a couple. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.